With a closer look at the news and events affecting Prince George, welcome to After 9 on 93.1 CFIS-FM. And a somewhat chilly Tuesday morning, Alan Wishart in the host chair as usual, Steve on the board as usual, and one one of our kind of usual guests. But Norm Coyne, you're not where you usually are. You're eight hours away, you were saying yesterday. Now, where are you? Uh, Well, uh, Alan, I live in Kelowna now. Oh. Nobody tells me anything. Yeah, I've been down here since, like, last October. (laughs) <laughs> what kind of news station is this? <laughs> Jeez, okay. I mean, I've always still got one foot in Prince George. Oh, good. Good. Well, before we go any further, I need to congratulate you on your no- nomination for a national award with the Canadian Media Producers Association. Yeah, well, thank you so much. It's, uh, it's a nice uh, little bit of recognition, and it's already, uh, the nomination's already started to generate some interest in some of our upcoming projects, so that's really cool. Yeah, because this was for the weight of the heart, I believe, wasn't it? Yeah, so that's part of the nomination. Um, the other part is um, the work that uh, we've done to help build infrastructure for film industry mm. in Prince George. Yeah, and the, the thing, I got a bit of a kicker, because, Gene, I've interviewed you... I don't know how many times over the last probably, what, seven or eight years, I'd be guessing? Yeah. And it says the award is for emerging producer. And I'm going, wait a minute. (laughs) Yeah, I know. I was just joking with somebody the other day about uh, I'm shooting for a 15-year overnight success. Okay, that makes sense then. Yeah, so you are still just emerging at this point. Yeah. I mean, technically I am emerging, though, because that's those... uh, the Weight of the Heart and um, uh, A Great North Christmas, are, are, they were our, our first two true broadcast credits, okay. right? Okay, yeah. Okay. And now, that award's being given out at a place that you're actually a fair bit closer to now, then. Yeah, I mean, I'll be uh, on uh, Friday heading out to Whistler, and uh, yeah, there's uh, they're called the Indie Screen Awards. Mm-hmm. Um, it's during the Whistler Film Festival, which is a really, really big deal for BC. Um, there's uh, some really cool premieres actually happening at that uh, festival. The Canadian premiere of Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio. Oh. Um, uh, the uh, Noah Baumbach's um, White Noise with Adam Driver is a uh, Canadian premiere will be there. Mm-hmm. So it's it's a really really cool film festival. Yeah. So is this this? I'm guessing this is one where COVID aside, you've probably been going to this one for a while. Uh, no, I've only ever oh. been to this one once. Uh, okay. Pre COVID. Okay. Yeah. So this year was sort of the main focus of you going there. Then the fact that you were up for the award, or would you have gone there anyways? Do you think? Yeah, probably not. I'm pretty okay. busy yeah. right now. But, uh, I mean, I would love to, but the thing is, is of course, the, the award is, uh, the nomination is uh, is definitely um, something that you can parlay into a nice, tidy piece of networking. Oh, yeah, because you're going to be there, and gee, it's a film festival, so guess what most of the people there are going to be involved in? Yeah, there's some pretty high-level folks that actually attend that festival. There's... Uh, it's uh, it's very much uh, uh, a meat uh, market. Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> now, I, I, do you know? Are you going to be meeting people there who you do already know from previous? Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
for sure. Um, uh, there's a superstar filmmaker who I'm, uh, I've glommed onto named Kate Crawl, mm-hmm. who um, I pursued Kate to work with her like for a while and she uh, we shot a short film called Within the Grip in Prince George okay uh, and then uh, we shot another one called Conquest um, that uh, we actually shot at FanCon this past May and um, and she's she's killing it right now mm-hmm. like she she won you know like she won some Leo awards she she made a really great film called Portraits from a Fire that, um, that she produced and now she's kind of moving more into directing um, but she's going to be there. Uh, some of my counterparts uh, from um, my alumni from the Regina International Film Festival, mm-hmm. they're going to be there, and they've reached out. And actually, it's funny because one of the other, my fellow nominees is a past guest of FanCon. Oh. So, yeah. So that was kind of interesting that uh, it's like uh, almost full circle. Yeah. Now, gee, what a coincidence that we're speaking about FanCon. And in the last couple of weeks, you started to announce some guests for next year's show. Yeah, I mean, it's go time now, man. you yeah. got to try and pop off as many as we can before Christmas. Yeah, so who, who have we got so far? Uh, so far, we've got uh, Jessica Darrow, who is uh, one of the... Uh, she plays one of the characters on Encanto, which is massive. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she was also one of the voices on Grand Theft Auto V, which that's quite a bit of range because that's a really kind of harsh game and and then a really kind of tender uh, movie. Yes. <laughs> um, and then uh, Michael Cudlitz, who is, um, uh, he's, you, you, people know this guy, like he, you've seen him in tons of stuff. I mean, he started years and years ago in the Mighty Ducks opposite oh. Emilio Estevez. Yeah. Um, he's probably best known for his portrayal of Abraham on The Walking Dead. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, so. Yeah, so, and now, again, we're going to play this little game where I ask, so can you give us any tips? And you say, I would love to, but no. Yeah, I can't tell you any more <laughs> about the guests. I can tell you this. Um, uh, ticket sales are actually, like, it, tickets are on sale now. Yeah. And we've held the rates for, like, several years. Mm-hmm. But, you know, with everything going up, uh, ticket prices will go up January 1st. Oh, so, if people are listening and they're considering going to, to FanCon, which I guarantee you it'll be worth your time for next May, yeah. um, you're going to want to get those tickets like, right next, now. By, by next month. And they make great Christmas presents, don't they? They make terrific Christmas yes. presents for the fan and your family. So now, have you got, are there any new events you're looking at having at FanCon this year as compared to previous years? Uh, I mean, we've always got a couple tricks up our sleeve. Um, you know, like wrestling was massive last year. Um, so we, and that was an experiment. So we're definitely looking at some, some different options to, um, you know, make it, uh, new and exciting. You know, I mean, you got to keep refreshing it, right? Or, or yeah. people will stop coming. Yeah. And yet at the same time, you're, ca- you're sort of caught in between there, aren't you? Because you know, there are some events that people, no, are going to be there, and if they aren't there, they're going to get upset. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, like we we keep the staple stuff, anyways, right? Yeah. It's just how can we augment it is always what we're looking at. Okay. So we we can expect um, I'm trying to know what you call it, creative corner or whatever. Of course, I mean yeah. that's a that's fashion piece for me. Yes, that's like that's helped uh, drive some of the connections that I I made that ultimately led to me getting you know award nominations and whatnot, right? So. <laughs> Um, 
so yeah, that's always like a staple part. Um, the uh, there's yeah, like I mean, we'll we'll actually screen Conquest at FanCon, okay. um, the film that we shot there. So right. that's kind of cool. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, man. I mean, like we're we're always looking for new ways to 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 ramp it up, and and I encourage people to you know go on our socials and if. If there's something that you're interested in seeing at FanCon, to let us know because we're we're an open door. Yeah. So now, when it comes to the list of guests for FanCon, are you at a situation now where you sort of sent all of the letters out, and unless somebody sort of calls you up and says, <laughs> "Oh, I just found out that I am available that weekend," you're basically not looking at anybody different you're just hoping you get back answers from some from a lot of the people you've already sent out notes to uh well so and that, i like the the terminology the notes and the letters <laughs> and that, that's not really how it works but okay. <laughs> um we have submitted offers on some folks okay um and uh and uh, but i mean by nature i'm very opportunistic so i always mm. have like a balance of hey here's you know, like the offers that we've sent out, but we always keep a little in the can to to jump on, you know, like something that's new and hot, you know, yeah. close to the event, right? So, Or if you got word, say, next month that a relatively well-known star in movies of the, t- of the sort that you usually have at FanCon was going to be shooting in the Prince George area next year oh, you'd be right way. away boom you got some you got some uh, some tidbits for me i i can't I, I can't let you in on this inside stuff norm you know how it goes yeah, that's funny <laughs> no i haven't heard anything but that would be the sort of thing where it would be very much a last minute type thing yeah of course like those are the those are the kinds of things i'm actually in Kelowna right now i'm doing uh uh monthly celebrity events so I'm also like testing some folks down here to see you know like how they are to work with and Mm -hmm. and they're like more micro events they're like tastings Mm. and um, but uh, that'll also help help us feed the pipeline a little okay now I just got to ask quickly I don't know if we've covered this before what is the latest that you have gotten in touch with someone who's ended up being a guest at FanCon that year Oh, a couple weeks before. Wow. Yeah. And that was I just... I mean, even, even Brett the Hitman Hard, I don't think we closed Brett until, yeah. until like a month before the convention. Well, but you had been in touch with him before that, right? Uh, yeah, I mean, well, we were kind of going back and forth, but I mean, you don't... Until they... Until that paper is signed, you, you don't really have anything, right? Okay. So, yeah, is there, has there been some... The letter... Until the letter is signed. Yes. <laughs> Has there been somebody who you were in touch with only a month beforehand for the first time and still got them? Uh, yeah, probably. Okay. You know, like, we, we always, like, I think my old boss, David Smith, used to call me last-minute production. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> that's kind of like, you know, like, I, I'm always looking for just, like, what am I going to do to, like, put it over the top right so yeah um that's definitely always on the table is is those those last minute productions yeah and and then i guess you've got to when you're doing stuff like that though you've got to have the schedule for the weekend basically 
you got to have that full thing in your mind so you can figure, okay, where can I fit this person in? If I have to put them in here, can I move whoever is there now to here? So we always, uh, since the beginning, I've always put this on my schedules, subject to change. Ah, okay. Never a bad thing to figure on. Yeah. And even, I guess, in my case now, I would say um, finding out where Norm is now calling home is subject to change. Yeah, right? Jeez. I was not aware of this. Well, when you say October, you mean like last month, right? Not like a year ago. No, I mean like a year ago. Holy cow. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. These reporter types are really on it. (laughs) What can I say? What can I say? But again... You know what? I didn't make a big deal of leaving because I didn't want people to think that I was leaving Prince George behind, which I'm very much not. No. Um, I, I'm still like, I have two films in, like in development that potentially will shoot in Prince George. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, uh, uh, I'm, I, I'm actually, um, uh, working on scheduling a meeting with the new mayor, uh, to talk about like our, our projects, what we've right. got upcoming. And, um, it's, uh, you know, like Prince George is, is a part of me and, and being down here, uniquely equips me to bring resources back to Prince George yeah. that uh, maybe we we don't necessarily have as much of. Okay. So, Norm, quickly, because I don't think we've actually touched on this, what are the dates for FanCon? Uh, May 5th to the 7th, 2023. Okay. And you were saying tickets are available... Where specifically? Yeah. yeah, they're on sale now through Tickets North. Okay, through Tickets North. And at this point, are you, um, I, I hate to put it this way, are you just CN Center this, this time around, or are you CN Center and everything else in the uh, bowl area of the city? Uh, you're sorry, that, what was that again? Sorry. Are you just CN Center, or are you CN Center plus every other facility in the bowl area? Uh, well, I mean, it'll depend on what we have for attractions right. more than anything, right? So, um, but, uh, I mean, no matter what the space is that we occupy, it'll still be like, you know, a, a killer show. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It always is. But, yeah. uh, okay. Uh, Norm Coyne, thank you very much for, A, surprising me with that news about where you are now, but also yeah. for bringing us up to date on what's happening. And again, best of luck on the weekend at the uh, Whistler Film Fest with that award that you've been nominated for. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate it. Okay. We're going to take a quick break and be back with more after nine. a series of news and current affairs programs by and about women around the world. Produced and distributed by the Women's International News Gathering Service. Listen for Wings at its new time, Wednesday nights at 9.30, here on 93.1 CFIS-FM. Christmas is almost here, and Homesteader Meats has their famous locally grown premium quality Hutterite turkeys, free-range Canada Grade A and RWA turkeys in store now. Homesteader's butchers can custom cut your turkey or ham to your preferred meal size. Smaller birds, perfect for seniors, are also available. Buy now for best selection, and don't forget, Wednesday is Seniors Day at Homesteader Meats. Seniors 55 and over save 10% off regular prices. Homesteader Meats, open Tuesday to Saturday 9 to 5.30 in College Heights, 
Heights and Park Hill Centre. Are you thinking of selling your business? It's Dave Fuller here, a business coach and a business broker living right here in Prince George. The challenge of being a business owner is that much of our retirement funds are often tied up in the business. If you are getting ready to retire and sell your business, give me a call, 250-617-7467, and we can talk confidentially about how much your business might be worth and how you might be able to get that money out of the business and into your pocket. Again, Dave Fuller, 250-617-7467, or check out our website, pivotleader.com. At Pivot Leader, we help you grow, train, and sell your business. Forecast from Environment Canada, mainly cloudy today, a 30% chance of flurries starting late this morning, winds from the northeast at 30, a high of minus 13 with an afternoon wind chill to minus 24. Cloudy tonight, periods of snow beginning near midnight, winds from the north at 40, gusting to 60, a low of minus 17 with a wind chill to minus 29 and a risk of frostbite. For Wednesday, periods of snow ending near noon, then cloudy, gusting north winds continuing, a high of minus 16 with a wind chill to minus 30 and a risk of frostbite. Featuring the people who make things happen in Prince George. You're listening to After 9 on 93.1 CFIS-FM. Well, the folks up at UNBC are putting on a musical again next March over at Theatre Northwest. And on the line now is Ricky Holland, who is the director for the musical. Good morning, Ricky. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Not a problem. Now, I I see you guys decided this year to take a nice, fresh, current, up-to-date musical. (laughs) Yes, up-to-date and set in the 1920s. (laughs) Yes. And and that's, okay, we should just let people know, No, No, Nanette is the musical. And it was actually, why didn't you guys wait until next year? Because it was first performed in 1924. You could have put it on for a 100th birthday for it. You know what? That is a great tip. I feel like we should have had you around during the production process. Maybe we could have done like a, yeah, like an anniversary version of it. Yes. But uh, so how did you guys choose No No Nanette? Because to me, it's not what I would think of as a natural for a university musical club. Well, we have a lot of different things that go into what musical we pick. Mm -hmm. Um, Our executive team puts a lot of work into that, and it often depends on the size of the cast we expect to have, Mm -hmm. um, our individual uh, resources we have for, like, singing and dance and things like that. Um, So this musical this year actually has a lot more dance and tap dancing in it. And so normally we would actually hold back from something like that. But we have on our team a lot of really talented dancers and choreographers this year. So we're able to pick a show that is a little bit more dance heavy because we have um, great teachers. Yes. And again, like last year's production, I hope I get the title correct, A, A Gentleman's Guide to Love and Murder. Yes. (laughs) Slightly different themes, I would think, for these two two musicals. Yes, I would say uh, Gentleman's Guide was definitely um, a little bit darker. (laughs) But, you know, they're both comedy musicals, and I think they both have a lot of that great tongue-in-cheek humor and uh, really exciting songs that, you know, get people really uh, excited about what's happening on stage. Speaking of that... What are some of the songs, are there songs from No No Nanette that people are going to recognize as soon as they hear them? Well, I I think it depends how deep in the musical theater 
um, mm. tunnel you are. Right. Um, I think the most popular song from the show is called Tea for Two, and oh. a lot of people um, may have heard that one. Yes. But it is a musical that before I, you know, took on directing, I had not heard of it before. So oh. I myself did a lot of learning and catching <laughs> up on it this year as well, and I'm really excited to put it on. Yeah. So is this your first year as the director? It is my first year directing, yeah. I've been with the club for, um, I want to say about five or six years now, both on stage and as the crew. I've done stage managing before, but this is my first time directing. So this is your first time getting to be the boss and telling everybody else what they have to do. Yes, and I'm having a great time with that. (laughs) In, In theory, I should add very quickly. I mean, you'll tell them what to do. In theory, they do it. Yes. (laughs) <laughs> but, you know, I'm also lucky we're working with a lot of really great actors and mm. and letting them have a little bit of that creative control over um, how their characters uh, present themselves. You know, mm. relying on some of our great actors helps me see the show in ways that I might not have even expected. So mm. it's nice having such a collaborative way of working on it. Now, how how much of the 1920s are the actors going to be bringing forward, like, are you having to keep an eye on them to make sure they don't accidentally do things that don't exist in the 1920s? Um, well, we're definitely going to do our best. Um, mm-hmm. I'm really excited for uh, the costuming and Oof. hair and makeup part of the show because mm-hmm. the 1920s is just a really fun era for fashion. And so that's something that I'm really excited about, you know, trying to get accurate. Mm-hmm. Um, but there is, you know, definite challenges in, you know, props and set design to make sure we're <laughs> maintaining historical accuracy, at least to the best of our ability. And even in the script, because again, the play was written, I think in like, well, obviously it was performed in 1924, it was written before that. Um, are there sections of the script that you're kind of looking at and going, are we maybe going to have to rephrase that so people in 2023, by the time you put it on, are going to know what we're talking about? <laughs> I think that there's, you know, some some little ones that maybe mm-hmm. just we'll have to work really hard on how we um, like perform a line yes. so that it does a bit of that translating for people. Okay, so you're going yeah. so you're going to have to have your actor maybe put a little bit more emphasis on something in the line to tell people this is the important thing in this line. Exactly, yeah. And we're lucky we've got really talented actors, so I I believe that we can do it great. (laughs) And so now, the play isn't until mid-March, basically, but you guys did your auditions when? In September, yeah. Wow. Now, is that the normal process that you guys have followed up at UNBC, is auditions at in September and the play in March? Yep, it's a bit of a long rehearsal time, but mm-hmm. I think it helps us work around a lot of scheduling things, working with students especially. Yes. Because, you know, there's so many other commitments um, and time things that people have got going on, especially when they're up at the university. Mm-hmm. I think having that extra time to really make our show perfect um, I think that is what sets us above, you know? I, I think that's what makes our show so good. And I guess one of the other things that probably isn't going to help too much is you've got, what, about another maybe two or three weeks, and then everybody disappears for a while. Yeah, so we do take a break over, over Christmas break and reading week as well. <laughs> yeah, and then when everybody comes back, 
from what you've seen on previous productions, does it usually take a few days for people to catch back up to where they were? Well, it's nice to have um, like a bear. a review session, mm. almost, if you will, and yeah. get people caught up. I've definitely been on the actor side of it as well. I was um, an actor in Gentleman's Guide last year, uh-huh. and, and I know it's easy to forget it, but it's it's almost like muscle memory where um, you relearn things a lot faster than you do the first time. Okay, Ricky, we got to take a quick break. When we come back, we want to talk some more with you about No No Nanette. CNC's continuing After. education has many professional development opportunities available. Become career ready within six months with the Medical Office Assistant Certificate. The Medical Office Assistant is a dynamic and vital role within a medical office team. This highly rewarding career path is currently in demand in BC. More information is available through continuing education at CNC or online at cnc.bc.ca slash ce. The Medical Office Assistant Certificate course starts January 11th. Registration deadline is December 27th. Your Prince George Public Library is thrilled to announce the resumption of their beloved Homework Help Tutoring Program and the creation of their new study hall. Homework Help is free one-hour tutoring sessions for students in grades 3 to 12, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursdays, booked on a first-come, first-served basis. The study hall is a drop-in program Saturdays from 10.30 to 4.30, For homework help bookings or more information, contact the library or visit them online at pgpl.ca. Winter weather is upon us, and your Prince George RCMP is reminding everyone to drive with extra caution. Also, keep in mind that weather changes can be unpredictable. Turn on your headlights to guarantee you're seen from both directions. Never drive with a frosted windshield, and make sure you have properly rated tires before heading out on the highways. Leaving early slowing down, and driving to the road and weather conditions are also key to arriving at your destination safely. Utilize the Arts North Digital Center for all your media needs. Located at Studio 2880, the Arts North Digital Center has a podcast center, graphics design space, and a photography studio loaded with great equipment waiting for you to try it out. Take one of their courses to begin your digital media journey. Find out more through the Arts North link at studio2880.com. The Arts North Digital Center, studio media for all at Studio 2880. Thank you for tuning in and staying tuned to After 9 on 93.1 CFIS-FM. So, Ricky, with No No Nanette, how big a cast have you got? Like, How many people are actually going to be on stage at one time or another? Oh, I think it's about, I want to say 15, but (laughs) don't quote me on that number because... Uh, you know, sometimes it blends together. <laughs> yeah. Now, are, is anybody, because I know this has come up in the past, I think up there as well, is anybody playing dual roles or anything like that? Doing which, sorry? Playing dual roles? Um, well, I don't know. There's quite a, a diverse amount of roles. So mm. uh, they're all adult roles, um, but there's a lot of different personalities that we're, we've cast and... and I think it's a lot of fun. Yeah. And now, so about 15 people on the stage at one time or another. How many people behind the scenes to put this whole thing together? Um, Well, we've got a lot of really great people who've helped us in the past. Um, We're lucky with our relationship with Cedar Northwest. They Mm -hmm. do help us out with, um, you know, a little bit of Mm -hmm. people, like um, in lighting and things like that. Um, But... 
You'd be surprised how many backstage people it takes mm-hmm. to put on a production. You know, we've got uh, backstage, we've got sound, we've got lights, we've got stage managers, and then, of course, even just for uh, things like concession and um, selling tickets and those things. There's a lot of bodies. Yeah, and I'm thinking what you were talking about earlier with no known no, no, Annette. Are there a lot of costume changes as well? There are definitely some costume changes. I don't think we have any, like, very, very quick changes in this show, luckily. Um, But uh, there is some costume changes, and they're going to be pretty exciting because, again, like I said, with the 20s, um, we've got, you know, party dresses, but we also have some, like, 20s swimsuit scenes, so that's kind of fun as well. Well, that's going to be interesting then. That's something you don't think we've seen on a stage in Prince George for a while, at least. Exactly, yeah. Now, when you started the process of choosing the musical you were going to do this year, how many musicals, how many did you have in mind before you chose No No Nanette? Well, I wasn't as directly involved with the choosing process. Mm. It happens a lot with the exec board at the university. Um, So, like, the president, vice president, they kind of um, choose it. And Mm -hmm. then after they chose, I offered to come on as creative director. Um, But there are normally quite a handful of um, plays that are up for the running. Yeah. So now... Do you have a lot of your cast and the crew members that you're, shall we say, providing who have worked on previous productions up at UBC? Yeah, it's a really nice mix, actually. I'm working with some, um, both backstage and cast members who I've worked with the entire time I've been at the university, uh, last five, six years. Mm -hmm. But then we also have a lot of new faces. Um, and so it's, it's nice having that mix of people who are like veterans of the club, if you will, Mm -hmm. and people who have all this new experience and people we haven't worked with before. I think it keeps it fresh. So I'm just thinking five or six years and you've worked with some of them for that whole time and you got fresh people. Do you have to be a student at UNBC to be in the UNBC Musical Club? You do not. Ah. You do not need to be a student. Um, we have a lot of people right now who aren't students and I'm actually not a student. I'm, I'm a graduate now of okay. uh, the university. So it's, it's, it's a nice mix as long as our exec is... Um, a certain amount of university students, mm-hmm. that's what the important okay. thing is for the for the books. But uh, we definitely invite members of the community to come to audition and, and work with us on our show. Now, are the, are the auditions, were they like totally open or did you have some of them where you invited people who you figured might fit the role? No, they're totally open. Um, and we really encourage anyone who's even thinking about it to join because... I think a lot of people, you know, resist because they're like, oh, I'm not a singer, I'm mm. not a dancer. But I wasn't a singer or a dancer before I started uh, with our club either. And I think that a big part of our club is just meeting people where they're at and uh, making musical theater fun for everyone who can be a part of it. And so uh, it's open auditions to anyone in the community who wants to be a part of our show. Okay, so just for people know who might already be thinking about next year's thing, obviously you don't have a play picked or a musical picked yet. When is the musical usually decided on? I believe they decide it in like late August. Okay. Um, and then we announce 
uh, auditions and the show in early, early September. Okay. And I think I, I think I was on the Facebook page and I was looking at it and you guys had a pretty good list there of what everybody needed to know for when they came to the audition. Yes. Yeah, nice and easy. We've got, this is the song you, you need to learn. Yeah. These are um, little monologues to read. Um, and so you can come quite prepared. And I know people who've been auditioning for the past, again, five, six years. And you're never not nervous. No. So how much do you, how much does the executive, when they're choosing the plays, musicals, try to make sure that they are fairly different because again like like we were saying earlier a gentleman's guide to love and murder last year and now this year no 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 so like you know next year is there going to be as far as you know like you know would they be do you guys like to do i, I guess what i'm trying to get at to some extent is do you guys like to do these period pieces well i think there's just a lot of really good period pieces. Mm-hmm. It, it does complicate things um, costume-wise, and, and we have limited resources as a club, yeah. so that's definitely something that we have to deal mm-hmm. with when we're doing period pieces. But I think that when we're choosing musicals, a big focus is on you know what do we have the capabilities of as a club and the people who we think are going to be a part of mm-hmm. the group and then also like what's fun like what are people going to enjoy going out to see and i think comedy musicals tend to get that and yeah. so we definitely like to do a lot of comedies <laughs> so when so this year's is being done in march the next play the next musical is selected you said usually end of august so would the people making the selection be looking at who was in this year's play, who's probably coming back next year, and possibly gear next year's selection to those people's talents, figuring that they are probably going to be the leaders? Yeah, it's definitely something that's thought about when choosing. Um, but, you know, the final call on casting doesn't get made until we've seen everybody. Yeah. So there's definitely the opportunity for newcomers to come in and, and get, you know, leads. And I think that a couple of our leads this year are people that I've never worked with before. Mm-hmm. So I'm really excited to see what, you know, they can show. So when so would this have been then the first year that you actually – were directly involved in the casting since you were the since you're the uh, producer or the director. Yes, this is the first time I've actually been on the casting board. Wow. But it's really fun being on the other side of that because again, <laughs> it's it's a very like nerve wracking process. No matter how many times you've done it, yeah. it's nice not being the person who's scared. <laughs> so in other words, you're not sitting there staring at all these grouchy faces and going, "Oh boy, I'm in trouble." Now you get to be the grouchy face. Exactly. I like to think that I'm not too grouchy oh. looking, but you, <laughs> you never know. Isn't the idea to scare the living daylights out of the person when they're auditioning, though? What's that, sorry? Isn't the idea to scare the living daylights out of the person <laughs> who's auditioning, though? I really try not to, because oh. I think that everyone comes to auditions um, uh, <laughs> less than their ability, just because they're so anxious, you mm. know? And so anything I can do to make someone feel a little bit more comfortable, I get to see more of their skills. Okay, Ricky Holland, the director of No No Nanette, next year, technically, UNBC musical. It's on from March 16th and 19th and 23rd to 26th, I believe. Yeah, so 
So, yeah, the weekend of March 16th to 19th and then 23rd to 26th. Okay. And you can get tickets uh, at theaternorthwest.com. Okay. Ricky, thank you very much. And look forward to probably talking with uh, one or two of the cast members uh, shortly before the show goes on. Yes, of course. That sounds wonderful. Okay. Take another quick break and be back with more after 9. Your Prince George Council of Seniors is now collecting donations for this year's Christmas hamper program. Money or gift card donations can be dropped off at the Seniors Resource Centre at 7th and Victoria, or you can e-transfer your money donation to ed at pgcos.ca. Please have your donation in no later than December 5th. For more information on this year's Council of Seniors Christmas hamper program, call Michelle at 250-564-5888. The cat came back to the Prince George Public Library for Saturday matinees from the National Film Board of Canada this Saturday, and so should you. From 2 to 4, you can enjoy multicultural films, animation shorts, including The Cat Came Back, and free popcorn. It's the perfect way to spend a Saturday afternoon with your family. It's an all-ages free drop-in event on Saturday at the downtown branch of the Prince George Public Library, running from 2 to 4. What does the word hope mean to you? Tour the exhibition Hope and create some hope-inspired artwork during the next Homeschool Tuesday at Two Rivers Gallery. Pre-registration for Homeschool Tuesday is recommended, and it's just $6 available through Two Rivers Gallery. Created by a group of South Asian artists, don't miss the Homeschool Tuesday Tour of Hope and the Hope Inspired Artwork Project, 1 o'clock this afternoon at Two Rivers Gallery, where creativity flows in Canada Games Plaza. Forecast from Environment Canada, mainly cloudy today, a 30% chance of flurries starting late this morning, winds from the northeast at 30, a high of minus 13 with an afternoon wind chill to minus 24. Cloudy tonight, periods of snow beginning near midnight, wind from the north at 40 gusting to 60, a low of minus 17 with a wind chill to minus 29 and a risk of frostbite. For Wednesday, periods of snow ending near noon, then cloudy, gusting north winds continuing, a high of minus 16 with a wind chill to minus 30 and a risk of frostbite. This is After 9 on Prince George's Community Station, 93.1 CFIS-FM. Joined now by Jen Rubidoux from the Prince George Public Library. Good morning, Jen. Good morning, Alan. How are you today? Not too bad. And yourself? Oh, not too bad. Thank you. Good. Now, before we get started on all the other stuff that's coming up over there for programs and events in December, one thing I just want to mention, because you dropped this one off last time you were in, was um, this Saturday, the Saturday matinees. Yeah, so um, that's taking place uh, this Saturday, as you mentioned, so um, that's pretty exciting. Um, We've got, this one is, hold on, I'll pull it up. I've got it right here. It's uh, multicultural films and animation shorts, including The Cat Came Back. Which is such a good one. It is. (laughs) I still call that one up on um, YouTube every once in a while and just watch it. Yeah, it's it's very playful. Yes. (laughs) So... I am kind of guessing a lot of the stuff you've got coming up in the next little while is probably going to be a little bit more holiday-oriented. So, yeah, it's it's a bit of a combo. So we're definitely starting to get into the holiday spirit uh, mm-hmm. over at the library, and that's just a combination of things. So when you walk in um, the doors at the downtown branch, um, you're going to see that it's, it's pretty lovely and decorated. Um, so, you know, our elves were busy, uh, <laughs> you know, getting the space um, filled with holiday cheer. 
But one of the cool things that's kind of right in front of that main circulation desk is we've got what's called um, a Christmas village. So you can come in and make a paper house. So there's all sorts of little templates there, and you do a little craft station on your own time, and um, and then you add your house to the Christmas village that we've made. And it has been really fun to watch it grow. Um, we're also having a little contest where you can win a prize if you name the Christmas village or the, the holiday village. So uh-huh. that's pretty fun. Okay. And now, have you left plenty of room? Because people in Prince George, when they get a chance for something like this, tend to go overboard. There's definitely room for a large village. So we're, we're um, it's, it's quite fun. Um, mm-hmm. And then right beside it, there's another little station that's pretty cool. It's called the Holiday Letter Writing. And so there's some holiday cards there. And people can come and write messages um, inside. And those messages are going to be delivered to seniors in care homes. Okay. Um, so it's a really like lovely way to be able to spread a little bit of cheer, um, as you know, not everybody receives those those mm-hmm. handwritten letters anymore. So um, that's a really great opportunity for those to get delivered. And then we have some um, holiday ornament take and make bags available right now as well, which is super cool. Oh. Um, and then starting, hold on, find mm-hmm. the right date. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got our. Um, a partnership with Integris and um, I'm trying to remember the other group at the moment, but there we're doing a hot chocolate stand. So you basically can come in and get free hot chocolate every Thursday in December. Wow! All day long. Looking and it. So now today is Tuesday. So that is like this coming Thursday. It starts. Yeah, that's correct. Okay. So that's pretty fun. Yeah, and now are there is there a specific time for that? Like, is it just sort of late afternoon, early evening, or is it all day? It is all day. Whoa. So come in any Thursday throughout the month of December, um, and, yeah, come and grab some free hot chocolate or, and tea. So there's going to be the two options uh-huh. uh, there. And, yeah, just grab a warm beverage and, and enjoy your time at the library. So, But don't spill the stuff on the books, right? Yes, we yeah. would prefer if it was not spilled. Yes, that would not be good because <laughs> liquids and books don't mix too well. Not as much, yeah. No. So it's um, Thursday, it's December 1st, 8th, 15th, and 22nd, and it's um, thanks to a sponsorship from Integris Credit Union and Great West Equipment. Okay. Now, with the Christmas Village thing, mm-hmm. is there a deadline for when people need to have their additions for the village done? For the naming contest? Well, for the naming contest, um, or even just to put your building in that you've created. No, I don't think so. Like, I think it's going to be up for the entire month of December. Okay. So, um, you know, you've got you've got the whole month to mm-hmm. come in and, and build, or come and build more than one, and it's really quite adorable. So, <laughs> um, obviously, this is a, an opportunity for people of all ages, and so some of the littles have come, and, like, we've got some little people that they've made, which, you know, in scale of the houses are basically giants, but they're, mm-hmm. <laughs> they're so beautiful. Anyway, I just love seeing um, everybody's creativity and um, just their uniqueness coming out in each and every in each and every house. It's, it's very cool. <laughs> yeah, so now, um, so then quickly getting back, then is there a deadline for the naming contest? Um, I Honestly, I can't quite remember. I'm not sure, to be honest. Okay. But would that be something, is this something that you're looking at doing each year from now on as well? Um, 
I'm not sure. It's been a pretty big success so mm-hmm. far. So um, based on how it's going already, and it's only November 29th, I'm yes. going to say possibly. <laughs> okay. So now you've got these events that are very Christmas-oriented, but don't really have specific times or anything on them. I'm That's- betting you've got some other programs and stuff that are a little bit more specific. Yeah, so we've got a few. So we've got um, a stuffy sleepover, which is always people's, they just love them. So it's basically you bring your favorite stuffy for Mm -hmm. story time, um, and then you leave your stuffed friend at the library, and they have a sleepover. And then our secret photographers will catch your stuffy friends in action after the librarians go home. So that's pretty playful, pretty fun. And that takes place um, on December 14th at the Nechaco branch and on December 20th at the downtown Bell Parkins branch. So all the details for that are on our website. Um, So that's, that's always a crowd favorite. Mm -hmm. Another crowd favorite um, that's, uh, coming up um, after Christmas is the New Year's Boogie. So we basically turn the Keith Gordon Room in um, downtown into a giant disco dance party with glow sticks. And <laughs> the whole family comes in and we just have a dance party. Uh, libraries have changed a little bit from when I was growing up 50 years ago. Yeah, so the, the music will be bumping, and we will be uh, just dancing our little hearts out. And that's on Friday, December 30th, and that's from oh. 1 to 2.30. So that's that's a really fun one um, that, that's, a, again, a real crowd mm-hmm. pleaser. Um, and then we also have Gnome for the Holidays. So this is a fun um, family drop-in event on December 21st, so, so kind of right before um, the Christmas time there. Mm-hmm. And you can come in and make a gnome ornament, find, um, find a gnome in the scavenger hunt, dress up as part of the gnome photo booth. <laughs> and, uh, again, there's going to be hot chocolate and prizes. Um, so that one's really great. And it's, it's gnome, which you don't know when I'm saying it, but it's mm. gnome as in a G N O M E yes. as in like the little gnome creature. So gnome for the holidays is what that one's called. And that's on uh, December 21st, uh, from one thirty to three at the downtown branch. So it's another kind of fun holiday one. Um, and then there's, well, hang on a second, Jen, before you get going, we got to take a quick break. Okay. We'll come back and talk some more about this after nine. (laughs) The Elder Citizens Recreation Association has an annual Christmas dinner scheduled for this Saturday. A cost of $22 per person, available from the ECRA office. Call ahead to confirm ticket availability at 250-561-9381. The Elder Citizens Recreation Association's annual Christmas dinner this Saturday. Doors open at 4 with dinner at 5 for this inexpensive celebration of the season at the ECRA on 10th between Vancouver and Winnipeg Street. Get up to speed in Microsoft Excel with three online boot camps from CNC Continuing Education. Start with the basics, or if you're feeling confident, move up to the next level. Each boot camp is instructor-led over two evenings. Cost is $149 per camp. Basic training, next level, or making data presentable. Registration and full details are available through Continuing Education at CNC. Microsoft Excel boot camps, regularly available online through CNC. CNC Continuing Education. Whether you're an expert on the ukulele or just starting out, the Prince George Library's jam sessions are the place for you. Beginners are more than welcome to come out and join the fun, and the library has a few ukes you can borrow for the sessions. 
The Jam Session features fun, popular songs, and yes, chords and lyric sheets are provided if you need them. The next ukulele for adults jam session is this evening from 4.30 to 5.30 at the downtown branch of your Prince George Public Library. The end of the week is time for well-earned relaxation and play. Join Two Rivers Gallery on select Friday evenings each month to enjoy the freedom of artistic expression, a fun atmosphere, and a complimentary refreshment. Open to adults with any level of art experience. Registration for the next Friday Art Disco is available through the Adult Programs link at tourersgallery.ca. Friday Art Disco, new at Tourers Gallery, where creativity flows in the Canada Games Plaza. You're listening to After 9 on Prince George's Community Station, 93.1 CFIS-FM. Okay, Jen, we're back. I'm sorry I had to cut you off like that, but what was the event you were starting to talk about? No, it's all good. Um, you know me, I'm a, I'm a good chatter, yes. so I, I need to be told when to stop sometimes. <laughs> Um, so the other one I wanted to chat about is that um, the holiday season is is wonderful and uh, an incredible mm. experience for many of us. Um, but there are some people within our community that that, that can be um, not as easy, and that's people that are dealing with um, dementia and mm-hmm. Alzheimer's. And so through the Alzheimer's Society, we're actually putting on um, an event. It, it's it's by registration and. Um, we definitely need more people signed up for it to go through, but okay. it's taking place on December 9th. It's a two-hour um, session from 10 a.m. to noon, and it's for caregivers. Mm-hmm. So it's to help caregivers learn um, tips and strategies to help avoid stress and get the most enjoyment out of the holiday season mm-hmm. um, with where they're dealing with them. So basically, sometimes the holidays can be cute, confusing, and overwhelming for people living with dementia. So um, this workshop is to really help caregivers um, have a better understanding of how how they may be able to navigate that somewhat stressful time. So um, please call into the library. Um, You know, there's... uh, there's currently no one registered, oh. so, um, and we do need a minimum number of registrations yes. for that to go through. Um, that's part of the Alzheimer's Society's um, partnership. Yeah. Um, so please do call in if that's something that's interest of interest to you. It's a really valuable program, and um, we would love to see it be able to, to move forward because I think it does have a lot of value. Um, so what's that, the phone number? The, just call the library at 250-563. 9251 and um, any of the extensions but uh, predominantly 123 but you can call um, even the front number 100 and someone at the front desk will be able to help you with that. Okay. Um, So switching gears to other things that are coming up right away that aren't necessarily holiday related. Mm -hmm. So you heard the the, um, ad for ukulele jams that tonight. There's also It's Easy Being Green, and tonight's series is all about thrift shopping. Ah. So how to save money during the holiday season mm-hmm. um, and all seasons um, by taking advantage of, of thrift shopping. So that's a cool one. That one's tonight um, at uh, 6.30 to 7.30 at the downtown branch. Right. Um, so that one's pretty great. We also have um, one coming up. Uh, called Adult Game Night. It's actually it's all ages, mm. mind you, all ages game nights. So come enjoy a variety of games, the library, board games, video games, and just have fun with other game enthusiasts. Mm-hmm. So that's on Thursday, December 15th um, from 6 to 7.30. So that one's going to be 
a ton of fun. We talked about the Saturday matinee, so that yep. was coming up. Also, um, super important to note is we have two different programs that help anyone who is potentially um, wanting a little extra support um, with their schoolwork. Mm-hmm. So grades 3 through 12 um, are the programs that are predominantly um, you know, scheduled for. Yeah. Um, and we've got homework help. So that one is you, you book in a session, um, uh, an hour tutoring session. Mm-hmm. It's free. All of them are free. Wow. Everything we do is free. Really? Um, and then we also have Saturday study hall. So that one, you don't have to book it in advance. It's all day Saturday. So basically the entire time the library is open downtown. So from 1030 to 530, there will be a tutor on site um, to help you work through any questions you might have. Um or if you just want a nice space to work and then you know someone's there to help you if you need it. Um, but both of those are a big thanks to Integris and the City of Prince George for the funding on those. So that's, yeah. that's pretty great. Yeah, with, and the, then, with the yeah. study hall, I'm guessing there's a chance when if you go there, there's a chance that you might even meet somebody there who is taking the same program that you are and you can maybe help each other out. Exactly. So that's, you know, one of the hopes of the program is that um, it's meant to be a little bit social, too, if you Mm -hmm. want it to be. So it's a way to connect with other peers. And again, it's exactly right. Like, sometimes um, it's really lovely when, you know, you've got maybe it's a math question and you can then work with the person beside you who's maybe in the same grade level or or different. But they may be able to be like, oh, hey, Jen, you just have to add it this way. Oh, thanks. <laughs> you know, so that's one of the joys of, of that kind of um, setup is that it can be, you know, really social and, and peer engaging as well, which is really great. Now, I seem to recall from a lot of the um, little sheets that you left us with last, week, last month, um, a lot of the sort of regular events are wrapping up, I'm guessing, for the holidays, like in the next week or so? Yeah, so a lot of our regular programming um, wraps up uh, kind of Mm mid-December-ish, and then we get into like those one-offs, like the boogie and the games night and, um, you know, the stuffy sleepover and some (laughs) of those those ones, and then we'll kick back off in January, uh, second week of January, I think, for all of our our um, 2023 programming. So that's really exciting. Yeah. So now, how can people find out about all of these different events? Because I think you know, a lot of people are probably listening to us maybe while they're driving or they're at home and they're doing something and they didn't have a chance to grab a pen and a piece of paper and write down everything we were talking about. How can they find out about all these events, Jen? Yeah, so PGPL, so Prince George Public Library, so pgpl.ca mm-hmm. um, is the home to find everything. Um, and then I know our time is getting short, but one really last one that's coming yes. up, which is really cool, that's a relatively new addition to our, our suite, is we've got a special guest coming in, Kelsey and she is coming in to do um, from 11.30 to 1 this Saturday, so mm. December 3rd. Mm-hmm. She is coming in to do a talk. Um, so she is a Canadian retired freestyle skier. Oh. Who was part of the Canadian National Ski Cross team. Yeah. Two-time Olympic medalist. Mm-hmm. 
2011 um, FIS World Champion and a two-time Winter X Games Champion. So she's going to come in, talk about um, her journey and experiences, which is just such an incredible way to kind of kick off the winter and remind us of all the super fun things we can do in the snow. Um, So that's this Saturday, December 3rd. And so free drop-in Bob Harkins Branch downtown, 1130 to 1. Okay, Jen Rubido with the Prince George Public Library. As always, a font of information. Thank you very much. And probably talk to you, I'm thinking, beginning of January to find out what else is happening over there. That sounds amazing. Thanks so much, Alan, and I hope you have a wonderful December. Same here. Thank you. Okay, that'll do it for today's show. Uh, Kylie Lewis-Holt on tomorrow after 9. After 9 is a weekday presentation of CFIS-FM. After 9 is produced by Alan Wishart, Eric Allen, Kylie Lewis-Holt, Trudy Clausen, and Rez Krebs. Executive producer is Reg Fair with technical assistance from Stephen Smith. Theme music is by The Ebbs. For a rebroadcast of today's program, check out the podcast link at cfisfm.ca. To provide feedback or suggestions for the show, please email cfisfm at yahoo.ca. This is 93.1 CFISFM Prince George, proudly supported by community groups like the BC Association of Community Response Networks, stopping adult abuse and neglect together.